Shout out to him. Tyler Perry's always done the right thing when it comes to folks. Especially with a lot of sisters. Tyler does the right thing, and I take my hat off to that brother. You understand? Yeah. Asada Shakur. Remember, it was brothers who sacrificed themselves to make sure she got free. They weren't going to let that sister rot in jail. These brothers broke that sister out of prison because they knew she was in there on some bullshit. And they got her out and freed that sister. Those were Tupac's people, by the way. You understand? We look out. That's why they're always trying to create a fake gender war between foundational black American men and foundational black American women. They always try to create that bullshit gender war. And this is why we reject that. And this is another thing. They don't tell you this part of history because, see, what they want to tell you, the part of history they want to tell you is that black folks... Um, we sat around and got abused and we were morally correct about getting abused because we didn't fight back. We used nonviolence to get abused and make white people change their mind about abusing us. See, this is the narrative that they like to push. This is today is the anniversary, the 56 year anniversary of Bloody Sunday in Selma, where a bunch of goofy niggas. Oh, I'm going to say it. Um, we're going to speak real tonight. God damn it, we're going to speak real tonight. We're going to speak real tonight. We're going to speak real tonight. Let's talk real. In Selma, there was a bunch of goofy niggas who went to Selma and did some performative art where they sat up there and got their ass whooped for the enjoyment of white reporters and white liberals. Let's just keep it a buck. They went up there and got their ass whooped so that people can take pictures of it. They sat there knowing they're going to get their ass whooped. And they got their ass whooped for clout. I don't give nobody who went to Selma no goddamn props. Take that. If you got your ass whooped in Selma, I don't give you no props at all. That was nothing. Y'all got y'all apps whooped for nothing. What they try to tell you is the black folks who went, yes, I'm doing this. Somebody say, ooh, don't do this. Yes, I'm doing it. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. Let's stop playing these damn games. Let's stop playing these fucking games. Selma was a damn nothing burger. Selma was a nothing burger. It was a nothing burger with dumb niggas getting out there doing performative art ass whoopings. You going out there getting your ass whooped as a form of art, showing out, getting clout, getting your ass whooped. That's what it was. That was a nothing burger. That didn't change anything. Going out to Selma, getting your ass whooped didn't change a goddamn thing. It didn't. It did not. Let's stop playing. Let's stop lying. White supremacist society likes to lie and tell y'all, well, y'all got beat up in Selma, and that made us white people wake up to the reality of racism. We said, oh, that is so bad. Oh, racism is horrible. Look at how they're getting beat, and look at how they're not fighting back. That's not, that didn't change nothing. That didn't change anything. Niggas just sitting out there getting their ass whooped for nothing. Didn't fight back. That's why they love parading John Lewis around. It was you getting abused for clout. And they've been telling this lie for 56 years. That black folks sat around. They were nonviolent. Black people were so morally strong 
and they got beat up and didn't fight back. And that made us white people change our mind about those Jim Crow laws. That is a damn lie. That is a lie, 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 lie. That is a lie. That is a lie. That's not what happened. They changed the laws because they don't tell you in the 1960s, there were over a thousand riots and uprisings in the 1960s. They don't tell you this. In the 1960s, there were over a thousand riots. You had black folks who were like, I'm not going, I'm not the niggas in Selma. You ain't whooping my ass. You touch me, we're going to burn this shit down. It was brothers and sisters out there putting in work in the 1960s. Do not fall for this bullshit that black folks were sitting around. Oh, be, oh Lord, the good trouble. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus, we shall overcome. Oh, Lord. No, no, no. Everybody wasn't singing we shall overcome while taking a damn ass whooping. No, 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 no. You had brothers who were blowing up shit, had the Molotov cocktails on, on fleek, as the young folks say, or used to say. They were sniping folks on the roof. The 1960s was a monster, man. Brothers was putting in some real work. You just never hear that part. They never really promote that part of the game. They don't promote that part. We weren't all sitting around docile in the 1960s. And I, again, I played clips of brothers back then talking like, hey, man, we're going to burn up the white neighborhood tonight. They don't like showing those clips. See, they love showing singing Negroes. The only images that you see of the 1960s is black folks walking around singing, we eyes a man, we shall overcome. Just like in the media now, when the people that they elevate in the media, they elevate the moist niggas who's out there twerking. Same thing they do now. Even when the George Floyd uprising happened, there was brothers out there putting in work. There was brothers out there running over consoles, a lot of shit. Remember, a lot of folks, they don't talk about this in the media. Last year, there were some brothers putting in some work in these damn streets. They don't talk about that. Notice how they never mention Micah Johnson in the media anymore. Notice how they never mention Chris Dorner in the media. They've gone out of their way to not mention them. They go out of their way to bury those incidents out of the collective consciousness. They don't talk about it. So what they do, they promote niggas twerking, um, booty popping, that, 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 that kid who sings those little Sambo Kids Bop songs, eyes no longer bound, eyes a black man. They, they love that. They love that. But they don't tell you the truth. They don't tell you the truth. They don't tell you about the black people who fight back. But what they do They'll elevate the black folks who call out the black folks who fight back. Just like that coon preacher always play. Don't kill. These niggas are killing the white people. They're killing cops. Oh, no, they're beating white people. Those Negroes. They love that. They love to bring out the black person who's going to condemn the, the, the young folks out here in the streets putting in work. You understand? But they're not going to tell you about the ones that's really not on some nonviolent bullshit. And 
you know, the defund the police movement, you know, that had a lot of traction. A lot of police agencies started losing money. Okay. Because the, the black folks in the streets, you know, they, they started making some leeway with the defunding of these police agencies. Now what they're trying to do, see, they're trying to clean up a lot of this stuff now. See, they're trying to see the liberals and the, the, the conservatives, they work together with running game on us. And right now, you know, they start talking about we're going to have the John Lewis Voting Act. Who gives a damn about a damn John Lewis Voting Act? Nobody cares about a John Lewis Voting Act. That means nothing. Also, they're talking about the George Floyd Act, where there's going to be oversight and policing. These are nothing burgers. These are nothing burgers. These mean absolutely nothing. These are nothing burgers. See, they mean absolutely nothing. These are a bunch of nothing burgers. Hold on one second. Uh, okay. All right. Got to remove a message. Somebody's trolling in the chat room. So this whole defunding the police thing. Um, they're taking away the fun. Yeah, yeah. Roland, was Roland Martin promoting that George Floyd bullshit, the George Floyd Act, which means nothing. It's a nothing burger. Family, what they don't tell you, you know, part of the George Floyd Act. Let me find the article on that. That's a nothing burger. Hold on. Hold on one second. Let me find some. Hold on. Y'all bear with me one second. Uh, da, 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 da. Where's this thing? Da, da, da. So that that George Floyd act. Okay, I'm trying to find that article. Um, it's such a nothing burger. In fact, and I'm trying to find some of the articles with the actual bill on it. Not only is that George Floyd act a nothing burger. Do y'all know that in that George Floyd act? This is the con game they keep running on you. The George Floyd Act, it's going to allocate $725 million to the police. The George Floyd Act, and I'm trying to find, I want to find it in there so I can show you, but, it's, um, I'm, but if you look it up, almost a billion dollars is going to go to the damn police. That's the trick bag. These little acts and all of these police oversight bills, this is stuff to give money to the cops and they act like that they're going to help you. They're not going to help. Look, they're already laws that's on the books. All they have to do is enforce the laws. That's part of the game, guys. Yes. They're giving a damn near a billion dollars to the police. Yeah. They didn't tell you that part, did they? Man, hold on. I'm trying to find the actual bill, man. Hold on. Damn. Yeah, they don't tell you that part. They don't tell you that part of the game. Ah, where's the thing? Da -da 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 -da. I want to show y'all this. Y'all look it up, man. That's the trick bag. That's a con game, man. Why is people texting me more? Hold on. 
I will get some when I'm done. My wife asked me about food. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Where's that? I want to show y'all the thing, man. Uh, but yeah, they get seven, like $700 million to the police. All of these, and they'll name the bill after a black person who's been harmed. All you got to do, you want some justice reform, punish the people who harmed the black person you named the bill after. We don't need another, man, we don't need another law. That's part of the con game, guys. Them throwing up a bunch of laws. Them throwing out a bunch of new laws in order to fix the anti-black violence, that's a con game. Them throwing up a new law, because they, they understand this. The white supremacists operate on codes. They got a million laws already. So in order to pacify us, guess what, guys? We're going to have another bill. We're going to name the bill after a black person. And, boy, we're going to really criticize those big bad cops. So if there's any bad cops out there, we're really going to show them, boy, with the with the Negro got beat bill. We're going to really show these cops the Brianna's Law. We're going to name all these bills after black people that's been been abused. That means nothing. That don't mean nothing. There's already laws against that. Hell, the Constitution is against that. But the white supremacists understand they operate on codes. Part of the code is to just not enforce the law. That's where they trick black folks. See, that's where they get you. That's where they get you, black people. They can put a billion laws on the books. The laws don't mean anything because they're not going to enforce them. You see, that's why it's up to us to start enforcing laws. Figuring out ways that we can do the damn enforcing, enforcing of the laws ourselves. If these executive orders, and if they're not giving you a law or an order that's going to allocate specific resources to black people, it don't mean anything. Unless they're giving a law or an order that's going to allocate resources to black people, it means nothing for us. Notice whenever they give a law or an order or a bill, it allocates money to them. And they tell us that it was something for us while they winking and nudging each other. We got to stop falling for the con game. Okay? Just like right now, they're, they're allocating money and resources to the Asian community because, again, they're still pushing this propaganda that the Asian community is somehow being targeted by black people, which they are not. And we know that. And I told people a month ago that this is where they were going with this stuff, where they were going to start ramping up this black against Asian talk as a way to deflect away from anti-black racism. But here's the problem. Now, guys, we still got people out here doing performative art who's still going into these stores getting abused for clout. We still have folks out here going in these stores getting abused for clout. This was in, I want to say Cincinnati, some hood rat goes up in one of these Asian stores. This was recent. Knowing the climate, you know what the climate is, so she's in here complaining about the mistreatment. So I am currently in the beauty supply store in Norwood by Xavier University. And I had somebody following me so closely. Like every time I turned, he turned. Like it was real ridiculous, right? A staff member 
approach me and like, you okay? Cause they saw the stuff going on. So I politely told them when I came to the front, how I felt as a, a patron of this store, like I was being intimidated because I was black and I did not need to be followed because I'm not gonna steal. The gentleman here proceeds to then get smart with me, start talking in whatever Korean or whatever language she speaks and start yelling. So then I start getting loud too. Like, well, no, you need to understand. You guys are minorities as well. And it's wrong to treat people like that. We patronize them and then they treat us with disrespect. They got their phones on me. I don't care about none of that. They starting to call the police on me. But what they need to understand is, like I told them, call the police because I have a right to, to express how I feel as a patron of this store. I said that you also should probably, let's do this together, sis. I said that you all should probably, you all should probably understand that how customers feel when you all are being rude. Okay. So I am okay, currently okay, okay. in the beauty. Okay. L listen. Listen. You don't get no sympathy from me. Your big, dumb, goofy ass shouldn't be up in that store anyway. You already know what the climate is right now. The climate going in. Y'all you, out here trying to get clout now. I ain't got no um, sympathy for your ass going up in these stores knowing what the climate is now and you throwing your camera up trying to get some sympathy. Now you just being on some uh, abuse for clout bullshit. You look dumb now. Some of y'all looking dumb going in these stores. Stay your ass out those stores. It's that damn simple. You stupid as hell for going up in these stores at this point. Let's keep it a buck. Black folks got this thing where y'all think it's cute to sit around and go get abused because, ooh, I can use this, this abuse to get me some clout. Hey, y'all, this is real ridiculous. This is ridiculous the way they treat me as a black Patreon. I'm a Patreon up in her. Sit your stupid ass down. Okay, let's stop playing this game. You don't need to be up in them damn stores. You getting your funky little old um, janky weave and your bundles, you can get them off eBay or Amazon. We're going to have to have some type of cohesive cultural discipline at this point. Stay your asses up out of these stores. Y'all need to stay out of these shops. This is something that we shouldn't have to beat into your psyche. Nigga, we don't have to fund them. It's not our job to fund these people to turn around and have them use the funds to bury us. What they're trying to do with all of this propaganda about black people attacking them, they're trying to create new crime bills. These people are lobbying to have us criminalized. You dumb as hell for going up in these stores at this point. Let's keep it a buck. This ain't even a boycott. This is about an abandonment. We don't never need to go back in these stores. There is nothing in these stores that's essential for us to get. You do not have to go and get a damn weave and your bundles from them. You can go with the shit from Target or you can get it online. You don't sponsor your own damn demise. You don't need you don't need um, um, stir fried um, dove. You don't need um, chung pow pigeon. Some of the stuff that ain't even real meat in some of these stores. You don't need that. That's not essential. Stay your goofy ass about these stores. See, that's the problem with the hood rat class. 
The hood rat class feels like they don't have to have no damn discipline. They don't have to be on code. I'm independent. I do what the hell I want. That means I ain't got to be on code. I can just be a reckless renegade. Until you get your brains blown out and then y'all want to get on code. No. See, that's the thing with, with the hood rat society. We got to clean that hood rat shit up. Y'all don't want to be on code with nothing until the discrimination and the racism hits your goofy ass. Now, all of a sudden, black lives matter. Sit your ass down. We ain't playing this game right now. Your ass better be the fuck on code. Or go to a black shop and get your weave or order the shit online. Let's stop the dumb shit right now. Or wear a fucking afro. Or put a, a hat or a scarf over your damn raggedy edges. Do something, but stop giving these people all your damn money. And then cry about some damn discrimination. You ain't getting no sympathy from me. None. We gotta stop playing these games with that hood rat class. We gotta clean that shit up, man. And speaking of that, speaking of that, ladies and gentlemen, did y'all see the story of the little boy who out there in Plano, Texas? And remember in Texas, uh, a couple of weeks ago, was a young teen. He was walking home from work in the snow because there was a big snowstorm out there. And the race soldiers just pulled up on this brother and arrested him for no reason. Literally no reason. Arrested this brother just for walking home in the snow. Plano, Texas. There was a case in Texas where a black boy, 13 years old, he went to some white friend's house for a sleepover. And they made this boy drink urine, smacked him up, shot him with a BB gun, called him all types of niggas. And his mama's out here doing a press conference. And again, we have so many questions. I, I just don't understand why they would let this child go do a sleepover at some white kid's home. Especially if you don't know them like that. You obviously don't know them like that. But let me play the news clip. Hold on. Let me play some of this for those. Hold on. Humphrey to drink urine. It happened at a sleepover last month. She says was orchestrated by the kids to bully him. Where it was premeditated and it was obvious that Samaria was only invited for their pure entertainment. But she says the problem started before the sleepover, saying Humphrey has been harassed and degraded for nearly a year with no help from staff. Samarian actually made complaints to his coaches and was told boys will be boys. The Plano Police Department is conducting an investigation. Plano ISD released a statement in part stating our dis... Okay, okay, so... Okay, so the boy was already being bullied. He was already being bullied. Okay? If he was already being bullied, and I don't know where the father is. Where's the father? I don't know where the father is. And this is the thing where y'all better have some fathers in these kids' lives. Y'all better get off this stupid shit because this is why the family thing is very important. Whether you need a father in the life or just a bouted mom because the mom ain't really about it. But if you know the kid was being bullied, why would you then, with your mammy ass, I'm talking to that mom, because you don't get no pass from me, because I, we, we got to start letting folks know, y'all can't do dumb shit and jeopardize your kids 
And then you use your kids to get clout. Your kids get abused, and you're using your damn kid to get clout. You went and got your hair done, and you done dolled up to do the press conference, because this is some clout-chasing shit, too. Okay? This is some clout-chasing shit, too, that we gotta get off of. You shouldn't have let your kid go over there. Knowing that this kid is being bullied. See, y'all play this little game. You do anything for clout and you'll let something happen to your kid so you can get some damn clout. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because, see, y'all have this mammy plantation mentality and then y'all put it in your kids. Y'all put this plantation mammy mentality into your damn kids. Because let me tell you something. If I were a child, if, if I was, hell, if I was 10 years old, because see, this goes back to who's raising these fucking kids. I got a lot of criticism for her because let me tell you something. And some of y'all who came from my generation, y'all know where I'm going with this. Because if I were 10 years old, if I was younger than him and I went to some white kids houses or whatever for a sleepover and I came home and told my mama they done made me drink some piss. The first thing my mama would look at me and say, well, what did you do? You didn't knock the shit out of every single one of them? That's the first thing. And if I didn't, my mama would whoop my ass. Let me talk to the 13-year-olds and the 10-year-old and the 12-year-old black kids. Let me talk to y'all for a minute. Bring your children in here. Let Uncle Tariq talk to them. Let me tell you some black kids. 13-year-old, I don't give a fuck how old or young you are. If you at a white kid's house or whatever, I don't care if your mama's a crackhead or mammy, whatever, if they try to make you drink some piss, you pick up something and knock the fuck out of everybody in that damn house. You whoop everybody's ass in that damn house. You don't sit up there and let somebody make you drink some motherfucking piss. Who's raising these fucking kids? You don't sit there and let them make you drink no damn piss and you up here with a damn COVID mask on with your head down. My mama, help me mama, they made me drink piss, I didn't know what to do. No! You whoop everybody's ass and they call somebody to come pick you up. You don't let nobody make you drink no damn piss and treat you like that. You man the fuck up. Sitting there with your mama with your head down. Yeah, that's very unfortunate what happened to you. But you stand up for your damn self as a male. Don't let nobody make you drink no damn piss. I don't know who's raising these Negroes and who raised these mammies? Who raised them? I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to come home if I let somebody make me drink some fucking piss as a child. He's 13. I couldn't do that if I was nine. If, you, if I was a little, little kid, they wouldn't let me do that. You better learn to stand up for your damn self. These are kids your own age. These are your peers. Man, you're supposed to knock these motherfuckers smooth out. Man, please. Because, see, the white supremacists are going to protect their kids. You see, they're protecting their children. They're protecting them. It's a big old dude. This is not no little frail dude. Big old 
chunky ass kid, man, put your weight on it, nigga. Y'all kids better get some act right and make these other kids get some damn act right. These are your peers. And again, I blame that mammy. I blame that mama. It's her ass for sending him over there, number one. For letting him get over there. Yeah, if you're, some of her, she said her girls are listening. Girls, yeah, you better listen too. Don't let no white girls punk you. At least sisters know what the deal is. The little girls got more, you know, they're more with the shit than a lot of these boys now. Y'all remember the video of the the white girl at a school, and I'm not going to show it because when you show stuff with kids, they be dinging your page. But there was a white girl who was beating on a Muslim girl at a school, at a, looked like a junior high, and they were little girls. So it was a big old chunky white girl, it was a dark-skinned Muslim girl, and there was, looked like another East Indian girl sitting next to her. So the immigrants were getting beat up by the white people, and a white girl, big old white girl, just pounding on the damn immigrant girl, and... The other immigrants sitting there eating some hummus and shit. They weren't doing shit. They ain't doing nothing. The big white girl whooping their ass. And the teacher wasn't doing nothing either. The teacher was standing right there letting the big white girl beat up on the little immigrant girls. So the black girl had to stand up. The black girl said she was like six tables down. So the black girl jumped up and started beating the big white girl's ass. It was the black girl who had to come and rescue them. And then the white teacher was like, oh, oh, come on, stop. Wait, 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 let's stop now. When the sister got up and started putting in work, then it became, ooh, let's, let's calm down. And we got to understand the game out here. We got to understand the game out here. But we don't let this stuff happen to our children like that. You know, we got to talk to our kids now. And if they're dealing with their peers, tell them, especially you have a black child, they're going to have to defend themselves from their peers if need be. You better start teaching your kid early. Don't teach your kid how to be no fucking coon because, see, these other kids, these other non-black kids, they're taught anti-black racism early. While you got your kid walking in, in there on some sitting duck shit, talk, running around, talking about, I'm a young black man. He's, you're teaching them how to coon, and they're teaching the, the black kids or the other non-black kids how to whoop the black kid's ass. You better teach your babies how to defend themselves at an early age. I'm te teaching my children now because, you know, the little kids say little slick stuff to them already. So I'm telling them, hey, don't let them punk you out. I'm teaching them early. And then if, a, if an adult tries to intervene and harm the kids, that's where you come in. You see? Now, if you're dealing with your little peers, cool. You better learn how to handle them. Now, if an adult comes in with the bullshit, I got that. I got that. That's where I come in. It ain't going to be no fucking press conference either. All right? Let's let's get that shit straight. It ain't going to be no press conference either. It ain't going to be me standing there with no damn Benjamin Crump. Yeah? We got to start getting this shit right. We're going to have to start being the enforcement. I'm not playing this game. We don't have to play this game where we sit up and let...
the white supremacists do whatever and they get a pass because of the system of white supremacy. No, no, no. We got to handle our business no matter what. We got to handle our business no matter what. We got to stand on our feet. Yeah. And the thing is, they're going to start targeting our children young. They're targeting our children young, especially with this butt breaking thing. They're trying to butt break, especially black children. This is why the movie Butt Breaking is so important, guys, because they're so desperately trying to target our children at a very early age with the bullshit. This was in the New York Post earlier, right here, and I posted this up on my social media right here. New York lawmaker wants sex education for kindergartners. So you know what that means. And this is Senator Samrod J. Brook. Samrod G. Brook. And by the way, this woman here, Ethiopian immigrant. Okay? This is an Ethiopian immigrant. And I done told y'all how they're using these tethers to undermine us. They use a lot of these tethers to push this bullshit through so that it can affect us negatively. Yes, she's non-FBA. She's an Ethiopian immigrant, first-generation immigrant. Both of her parents are from Ethiopia. I done told y'all about how they use these tethered coon immigrants who's over there, who messed up everything where they're from, and they send them over here to use the same tactics on us. I told you, there's not, we're not picking on anybody, but we're going to not ignore how they're using immigrant tethers against us. Notice that whenever we see some bullshit law, some bullshit bill, some BS policy thrown at us, they'll put a black face on it, and we're thinking, okay, this is a person who looks like me. It can't be white supremacy because it's a person who looks like me, but then when you look into the background of the person, hey, this is not this is not a foundation of black American. They understand these people have no camaraderie, cultural camaraderie with us. She's not half Ethiopian. I think both of her parents are Ethiopian. And Ethiopians, they go out of their way to say they ain't black. A lot of them go out of their way to say they're not black. There's a reason why they elevate certain people in the political realm to undermine us. There's a reason why. So they're going to start promoting this stuff with children. See, they want to buck break the children. They want to buck break the children early. They got to get the kids early so that there's sexual confusion. They want to teach non-procreative sex. They want to um, blur the line between men and women and all this stuff. Because let me tell you something. When you start asking questions, notice whenever you ask questions about this gender um, um, blurring that they do when you start asking questions they can't really give direct answers because see they talk in code we have to understand what these codes mean we have to understand what the code means just like when they use terms like black patriarchy like what the hell is black patriarchy when you ask one of these fake um, negro fake ass feminists what black patriarchy is they can't give a straight answer they really low key start trolling they start talking in circles. You can't. They can't really give a, a logical answer on what black black patriarchy is. But what they 
they dance around it because black patriarchy means a black person, a heterosexual black person with a penis. That's what they're saying. Black patriarchy means a heterosexual black man with a penis. Having a penis and being a heterosexual is black patriarchy just by virtue of being a heterosexual black man with a penis. That's what they mean. That's literally all it means. That's literally all that shit means. Now, notice when you ask some of these gender people who talking about the, the gender confusion people who are talking about, well, a woman is a person who, who feels like they're a woman. When you start, when they start going into all this gender and sex confusion, when you start asking logical questions, they can't answer them. When they start talking about, well, a trans person is a woman. This, because, you know, Michelle Obama just did that interview with um, D. Wade's son slash daughter. I don't know what, what they're calling the, the child now. And the, the child is transforming into a girl. So they're pushing this and they're going to push it to young people. Very heavy. But when you start asking, okay, if anybody can be a woman or if anybody can be a man or whatever, okay, what's the definition of a woman? How do you define what a woman is? There has to be some kind of working definition that's universal so that we can distinguish between a woman and everybody else. If anybody's a woman, then nobody's a woman. So there has to be a definition of something if you're going to label it. If you label something, there has to be a reason why you're labeling this thing. Just by logic. You understand? There has to be a reason why you're labeling this thing. So what is the definition of a woman? Well, a woman is anybody who feels like a woman. That's not a definition. You're just telling me who is a woman, but not what makes a person a woman. You see? Well, the gender could be... See, they start talking in circles. They start talking, they start talking in circles. But let me tell you what they don't tell you. What they really mean, a lot of the LGBT people, all the gender confusion people, what they're not telling you. Their definition of a woman means any person who is sexually penetrated. That's what a woman is. This is what they're not going to say overtly. Now, they say this privately. But according to them, and this is their logic, and this is how they operate and talk privately, any person who gets penetrated sexually, that's a woman. That's really what it, what it boils down to. You understand? But they talk in these, these circles. They talk a lot of confusion. And we have to reject that stuff. We have to learn how to reject that. And we got to be on top of our game out here. And like I said, tomorrow, by the way, butt breaking. We got a date. We got a release date for that. I'm going to talk about that tomorrow on my social media. You guys need to be following me on social media. Y'all need to follow me on social media. Now, speaking of tethers, there's one actress, I think she's an actress, she put this up on her social media about the Coming to America movie. Now look at this. Her name is Leela Jewel Jansi. She says, as an African, I found Coming to America mildly offensive. 
jungles, wild animals, child warriors, and war. Come on, Hollywood. Those tropes show how discriminatory and disrespectful y'all are. Enough. There's more to Africa, and please don't try hiding them within wealth. I don't understand this unwillingness to change and accept that these images and ideas are wrong, mostly lies. Spent 15 years of my life in Ghana. I've never seen a squirrel, okay? Child soldiers? What's that, basically? Chicago gun-toting gang kids? Can we talk about that? So this mammy-ass tether was complaining about the so-called stereotypes of coming to America, about Africans, about a fictional damn country that don't exist. And the stereotypes is that you got a whole bunch of money and everybody's living. That's the damn stereotype. That's not a bad stereotype. Showing everybody dressed nice and being poised in a fictional country. But then she went right to the damn Fox News shit. What about black-on-black -black crime in Chicago? You a kata. See, the thing is, they want to sit up here and practice all of the stereotypes on us. She went right and see, they love the stereotypes about us, but they don't want us calling out some of the stuff that goes on over there. There are child warriors over there. There is poverty over there. But let's not stop playing games. Wow, there are wild animals over there. That's not a bad thing. There's beautiful animals over there. There are jungles over there. What are you talking about? It's not a bad thing. Now, this chick can be the first one laying up with a white zaddy who went over there and done all types of shit. But y'all do have some of those things over there. That's not a bad thing. Boy, people hate. They hate for people to talk about what's going on over there for real because we could really talk about what's really going on over there in some of them countries. If they really wanted to go in, all they had to do was tell the truth. See, when black folks over here make movies about Africa, they have to make fantasy movies to kind of make it more enticing. You can't tell the real deal about what's going over there. Nothing is really popping. And that's no disrespect to the brothers and sisters over there, but there's some bullshit going on over there. Let's keep it a buck. So we over here, for the most part, we, we're the ones who kind of play it up more than what it is. We play it up more than what it is. We kind of fantasize it and, and kind of make it this idealistic place that it's not. You understand? We don't, if you, we really wanted to go in on some damn Africa, we could talk about the damn cake soap, the poverty, the, the, the pedophile rings that niggas are running over there, the vocal rhymes, all the, the kidnapping of the women in the villages, all the, Force female circumcision. We can go in on a bunch of shit, but we just don't do that. That ain't. That's not practical to us to go in on the negatives that's happening over there. That we don't do that. We don't have to do that. No, we don't. We don't do that. We don't get nothing out of that. But see, y'all get some out of coming over here. Not all of you, but your coon class. Your coon class. They come over here, and they know talking negatively about foundational Black Americans. You can get something out of that. They realize, wait a minute, I can get brownie points with white people if I go over here shitting on niggas talking about Chicago. I can get brownie points. If I go over here talking about the lazy Akata and how I got to stay away from the Akata, I can
can get a job. I can be the leader of Black Lives Matter. We don't get nothing out of dissing y'all. Let's get, let's get something straight. My African brothers and sisters, we don't get a goddamn thing out of dissing you. There's no benefit for going in on you to, to denigrate you. We don't get nothing out of that. There's nothing. Y'all actually get something for shitting on us. When y'all get around white people and they see y'all talking that dumb shit, oh, oh we got a job position for you, Umchuke. Oh, thank you so much. So let's be very clear. Yeah, that lovey chick who bragged about talking about how black folks shouldn't get reparations and then she ended up getting some NAACP money. She's like, oh, damn, I want a, a little scholarship thing where I got some money and prizes. So she's been doing it ever since. We're the ones who help your ass. You understand? See, we got to start getting a lot of stuff straight over here. We got to get a, get a lot of this stuff straight over here. Did y'all see that story about Amanda Gorman? She's up here talking about she got racially profiled. Did y'all see that story? And people are still kind of questioning her background, by the way. People feel like there's a tether vibe there. People are still trying to, you know, look into her background because there's some real funny style stuff going on with her. You know, they keep trying to elevate her. But she was talking about how she was on, um, where's the story? Where's the story? Where, yeah. And I, to be honest, I don't even believe it. This is the story here. This is the story here. It says, hold on. Amanda Gorman, inaugural poet. Where's this? Uh, hold on. Hold on. Uh, where's all this shit up here, man? Okay, I'm trying to get the page right. And I don't know what all this is. Okay, so it says, Amanda Gorman tailed by security guard on her walk home. So they're saying that she got tailed by security guard. Somebody followed her home and... Um, discriminated, she felt discriminated against, and she started talking all this bullshit about black girls are not safe. Where's this stuff? Um, okay, black women are 1.4 times more likely to be killed. So basically, it got turned into a whole black girls are not safe. Okay, this CNN thing is all over the place. I don't believe that shit for a minute. That that by, that that girl got profiled or somebody attacked. I don't believe that. I don't believe it, dude. This is propaganda. They're already trying to prop her up. They're trying to make her some kind of icon. They're working so desperately to prop this woman up. Yeah, she's saying she got followed and profiled and all oh, black girls. Oh, I have to write a poem about oh for colored girls and her and them fucking fingers. Oh, I hate. She be doing her little old fingers with them janky ass poems. A, a colored girl is a butterfly in the wind. I cannot see the color of my skin. And then I get profiled on the way home. Being a colored girl, I feel so alone. Sit the fuck up, man. This is propaganda, dude. This is propaganda. I don't trust this girl for nothing. Them weak ass poems. Um, they've been elevating this woman. I don't believe it. They keep lying about her dad. That's another thing. This woman's dad is around. They, they. I guess, I don't know if they're trying to hide her dad to make it seem like she was raised by a single mother. 
I don't know what the, her dad is around. Her dad lives out here. It's a black, her dad is named Gregory Glenn Gorman. He's a lawyer out here in LA. Well, he, I think he's in Sacramento now, but he's married to an Asian woman. So you can't find nothing on the damn dad. So that's weird. But you can find, I mean, when, when they talk about in the media, it's, they act like the dad is just non-existent. I did a little research. This nigga's around. The dad is around. Gregory Glenn Gorman. He's married to an Asian woman right now. So what they trying to hide with this dude? I'm trying to see what are they trying to hide about this woman's dad? Yeah, they hiding the dad. They're hiding this dad, man. They're hiding the dad. Yeah, the dad is married to an Asian chick. Yeah, look that up. Google it. Look, look on Facebook. Look up um, Glenn Gorman. He's on Facebook. Look this stuff up. Yeah? So some real funny style stuff going on here. They still got All-Star Weekend going on right now. They still got, they say he must be a divester, hilarious. So they got All-Star Weekend going on now, guys. Shout out to all the people in Atlanta for All-Star Weekend. Some of y'all were going down there. I saw some hood rats sleeping in U-Haul trucks. I mean, the game is so raggedy right now. I saw them. They were sleeping in, in U-Hauls. The struggle is real. Trying to get a baller. Flooding down to Atlanta. Trying to come up on a baller. Flooding down to Atlanta. I saw something, guys. This one sister had a GoFundMe page. It's a real page. Got a GoFundMe page. This woman here. This woman right here went down to All-Star Weekend. This woman here. Help, I need help getting back home. I'm stuck in Atlanta. Yaz the Stallion. I went to Atlanta for All-Star Weekend with $400. Only booked one way because I was waiting on my unemployment to pay my way back. And they baited. I don't know what that means. I needed help surviving and making it back home to New York, please, anything will help us. Some simp niggas, they didn't gave her, like, almost $1,200, okay? So this is chick right here in New York. Okay. So ladies, so what happened, basically? She took her ass down there to All-Star Weekend. She's trying to be a little weekend warrior. She went down there. She thought she was going to catch a baller. She's up there in some part of New York. She can probably catch niggas up there. And she went down there to the big leagues where the, where the market is saturated. The market got saturated down in Atlanta. With, it, was a, it was a thought free-for-all. It was a thought free-for-all down in Atlanta. The market was saturated with city girls, thought mamas, the whole shebang. The game wasn't what she thought it was going to be. She couldn't catch them ballers because the market was too saturated and ended up getting stuck. Man, you better manage your home a little bit better. You better find you some folks, get you some instructions. You understand? She, somebody, she probably got flued out. <laughs> she probably got flued out. Somebody hit it and then didn't fly her back. Oh, y'all better, ladies, y'all need some instructions. I don't know what y'all doing. Uh, We're going to have to open up a little uh, of... Uh, a payday loan for thoughts. We're going to have to open up a payday loan to get thoughts and city girls home. 
The problem is y'all ain't got no collateral. I, I don't know how we're going to get the money back. Y'all don't have no collateral. But we, we, the, the thoughts and city girls y'all losing right now. We're going. Do we have to do a payday loan to get five hundred percent interest interest on on your hoeing? So you can <laughs> we can send you back home for Miss Hoeing. You, you you ain't even hoeing right. You're mismanaging your hoeing. All y'all flat-backing assholes don't know how to manage your hoeing right. We got to do a payday loan for the hoeing. How you going to fly one way and get stuck? What kind of hoeing is that? Damn. Just raggedy as hell. Y'all got to do better. Get you some folks to give you some instructions. God damn. Is the game this raggedy now? What happened to the WAP? <laughs> Hold on, you you don't you thought you y'all stop listening to Megan the Stallion? <laughs> y'all, yeah, you got WAP all right. You know what WAP means? Without a plane ticket. That's what WAP means. You sitting there with WAP without a plane ticket. That's your WAP right now. You were without a plane ticket, sitting there flat backing with no money to get home. That's what WAP is, without a fucking plane ticket. Come on, man. Y'all got to do better, ladies, if you're going to be in the game, be in this shit. Goddamn, y'all making the game look raggedy. <laughs> Lord, y'all raggedy as hell. Man, y'all getting stranded with your hoeing. <laughs> Lord. Oh, goodness. Y'all making the game look raggedy. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. Without, pa without, uh, without paper. <laughs> but listen, guys. Yeah, yeah we're going to have to bring Mac lessons back. Shit. But, um, but listen, guys. We got the, the database ready. I've been telling y'all about the database. We got the database site ready. We got the database ready. Family, we got a, a database called the Anti-